This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLaren Vale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLaren Vale wine region. Hello and welcome to Crop Watch. We're updating for Vintage 2023. This is a little bit of an uh, emergency update. Uh, I'm joined this week with uh, Jen Petter. Hi, Jen. G'day, James. Hi, everyone. Uh, so overnight, uh, we have had 15 mil of rainfall in that sort of Wollonga area, going up to maybe as much as 25 mil up at Clarendon and Blewett Springs. So quite a lot bit wetter up there. And uh, in terms of the situation, Jen, how far do you think we are through harvest? Um, oh, still well below 50%, maybe what, 30, 40%? Perhaps 40, yeah, yep. I'd agree. Um so that puts us in a bit of a dilemma because this is a fairly significant amount of rain to get midway through picking. Mm. Uh, the main concern now is going to be the condition of bunches and how much botrytis develops. Now, uh, we've come out to the Cropwatch McLaren Vale weather station site, which is an old block of Greenash. And the rain stopped probably, what, three quarters of an hour ago? Um, canopy still extremely wet. Dripping. Yeah. Uh, the, vo- the bunches themselves are still absolutely covered in water. Um, but we can't see any damage. It does look like for this block with this kind of crop load, uh, in this situation, it, it probably unscathed. The good thing with berry splitting is it does, uh, from, from a monitoring perspective, it does show very quickly. You, you're going to see berry splitting within, you know, 24 hours of rain. This is probably the third or fourth block I've walked through this morning and, yeah, I haven't seen any yet, so um, that's promising. So I, I mentioned in the last crop watch, which went to air last end of last week, that I thought if you drew a line between McLaren Flat and Old Norlunga, that south of that line I was not particularly concerned about botrytis. But north of that line in the McLarenville wine region, uh, I am worried about that. Uh, basically because how likely are we to pick that fruit within a week? We would not. No. no. And also in that area, that sort of blew at springs up through to Clarendon, the crops are actually quite uh, quite good. Aldinga, mm. uh, no, the crops were really low down that way so that the, the chances of getting bunches on bunch contact uh, was uh, limited. But when you go up through Blewett Springs, there is a lot of bunch on bunch con- contact, relatively speaking. Uh, the higher crops, the fruit's got two or possibly three weeks until it's harvest right. It might even be, be longer. Mm. So that, that area, that line north of McLaren Flat, that, that's the area that, yeah, that now the main concerns for. Are there any particular varieties that you are concerned about? Uh, we like to think of varieties about how much rain they can they can handle before they get a problem. Now, uh, Shannon Blanc, Sauvignon Blanc, uh, really Riesling, although we don't grow much of it, they get botrytis first. So they can only handle a couple of rain events before they start to develop it. The good news is, is that the that we don't grow a lot of those varieties and and pretty much has been picked already. Or if you had some Shannon Blanc up in Blue Springs, you might be able to get that picked quite quickly. Uh, 
I think you'll probably realise from the from the tone of my voice, I'm a you should really pick fruit if you can kind of guy. Yeah. Mm. After that, then you start to go to say perhaps Grenache and really tight bunched big cropped Shiraz runs into trouble after three to four rain events and we're sort of at that point now uh, over the ripening period really like low cropped Shiraz with a big open canopy is can handle more rain again and Cabernet Sauvignon is almost indestructible I've, I've only seen Cabernet with Botrytis in 2011 that's the only time I've ever seen it mm-hmm. it's yeah that is that is a variety that can hang out there and not get too much trouble where we get to be a little bit unknown is we don't have as much experience with uh, some of the varieties that we grow that have come on in the last 10 years um, that and I th- I'm thinking of Montepulciano Nero Diavolo Aglianico they all do take a little bit of time to ripen they like they're a later ripening variety mm-hmm. they all have Bunches that you would describe as fairly big, uh, tight. tight yeah. The only thing is they are thick-skinned. Mm. Um, so that helps with those varieties. So a year like this will give you a, a bit of an education in, in how good those varieties are. Now, just before we came out in the vineyard, I actually had a look at uh, the crop watch from February the 6th, 2005. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and that was giving advice on how you treated for botrytis in February of 2005. Uh, at that point in time, we either used potassium metabisulfate to dry fruit and kill spores, mm-hmm. or we had a product, uh, a chemical called ipridione. Mm-hmm. Trade name was Rovarol. Uh, had other trade names as well. So that was that was the standard treatment. Now we come, f- what are we, 18 years later... Uh, we have a very different way of handling botrytis now. Uh, and it's something that I think perhaps Jen, you and I, we could talk about now for everyone mm-hmm. to get a handle on it. Uh, the concept now for controlling botrytis is to use a biofungicide to stop spore production. Now, we're not going to be endorsing different uh, biofungicides, but we will mention what they are mm-hmm. now um, so you can get a handle of what, what is available. Now, there are um, there are two that have a zero-day withholding. Do you want to explain a zero-day withholding? Um, so, yeah, obviously they, these can be used up until the day of harvest, essentially. Yeah. And they're, they're, the trade name is uh, Seraphel and Serenade Opti. They're fairly similar to each other, I'll say. They're, mm-hmm. they're both, um, it's a bacillus, it's a living organism that you, that you spray on. Uh, it's a bacillus. It multiplies, puts out a, puts out a product that is, uh, it inhibits botrytis and it hopefully keeps the level of spore production low. So you tend not to get some spread. If you get some nice weather, that'll, that'll go dry and you can, you can successfully harvest with them. Um, the other type that has a zero-day withholding, it, it's called Botector. Now, that is, is a different species of um, uh, 
competitive fungi. But again, it's just trying to outcompete with the toxic, with the, the aggressive botrytis. There's Could be worth mentioning there's a new product on the market as well, Novellus. Yeah. Yep. So that, that does have 14-day withholding period, um, but does have some curative effect. What, what Novellus is, is it's like um, it's some thiols, mm. so it's, it's products derived actually from, from, uh, from plants. So um, one of the things called ger- geraniol, which I guess comes from a geranium. Or mm. I'm just guessing there. Yes. I should do my homework <laughs> on that. But again, it's the same idea that you're actually using a plant, this time a plant extract, to try and um, sterilise the botrytis and stop it. Other than that, there are still uh, products that work by killing the spores, like potassium metabisulfate. Mm-hmm. The, the other product is um, uh, Eco Protector, which is a, a, a soap-based potassium. So again, it's just there to try and sterilise the site. Mm-hmm. That is occasionally used as well. So in terms of... Uh, say organic growers what are their options well fortunately almost everything we've mentioned is organically certified Mm -hmm. the exception being is novellus Mm -hmm. Um, but the the other products you're you're basically on the same playing field as a a regular conventional grower you've got the same options Mm -hmm. all of those mentioned products um, because they're not i guess synthetic fungicides they all rely on getting good coverage and they all need to have a, a pretty much a dry canopy to go on. The, the main problem with, with going, so say we actually had the spray rig fired up in this block now, uh, what's the risk? Low coverage, really. And, and basically, dilute. any rain, if there was a little bit more of a shower this afternoon, it's all going to just be dilute, be washed off on the ground. It's not going to be right. where I wanted it. So I got whatever you do, it's got to be dry. Yeah. So any botrytis spray is going to be most effective going onto a dry canopy and a dry bunch. So it means that we can't go and do anything this afternoon. Got to be patient and just wait a little while and see what happens. Botrytis is um, the other thing I think that people have to, if you've been around vines a fair bit, um, the the air temperature makes a difference. So a cold rain event doesn't promote botrytis as much as what a really warm rain event like uh, 2011 uh, does. What's worrying me a little bit is, do you want to describe what you're wearing at the moment? Jen. Long pants and long sleeve shirt. Yeah, but you've rolled your sleeves up. I have up. rolled my sleeves up. Yeah. That's because the canopies were wet, so I, yeah. I didn't want to get too too wet. But yeah, I don't know what the air temperature now would be, but it's probably maybe twenty. Yeah. So yeah, I feel a bit more comfortable if it was like twelve degrees and, mm. and horrible. Mm. Uh, the fact that it is does feel a little bit humid. Uh, the, re- the weather we get in the next 24 hours, if, if the temperature does come up, you'll get a lot of that botrytis expressed quite quickly. Mm. Did you want to talk about how to, like how growers can assess levels? Yeah. Um, like the way we do it when we need to, need to keep a professional record is we use the uh, Grape Assess app, which you can get on the uh, App Store. 
and also I believe it works on Android as well. Uh, so Grape Assess has been developed by uh, the University of Adelaide and Wine Australia. It basically enables you to very quickly do a percentage count and uh, having a number to put on Botrytis is, is just a very uh, yeah, professional way to do things when you're making your decisions. A lot of contracts uh, do mention a figure like 3% and they're talking about 3% severity. So they're meaning that uh, 3% of the entire load, if you can imagine it in a great bin, 3% of that has Botrytis on it. Not 3% of bunches. That's that's um, incidents. Mm. You can quite easily get 3% of bunches, but 3% severity does take a bit more time to develop. And then that's where you can try and use some of these products that we're talking about to try and uh, like limit that spread, dry botrytis out, keep it in the vineyard and not go into the harvested grapes. Uh, so as James and I were walking into this block, we are noticing uh, snails are active, obviously, with the rain. Um, it's probably a good idea if you are out doing um, berry assessments, just check for snail activity. Um, and, you know, if you've got a bit of time up your sleeve, probably a good time to start baiting. Um, keep those populations low. I think, um, you know, with, at the start of the season last year, a lot of growers got in a bit late and so had to do um, reapplications. So starting earlier uh, could really put you in good stead for next year. Actually, this vineyard had heaps of snails in it in, in the spring of 2022. Mm. So, yeah, they, they probably are breeding now, so we want to have a little look. I can see some now, yeah, on the, on the trunks. So yeah. um, if there was a gap in harvesting, if you had a bit of time up your sleeve, you could come out and bait this. Mm. Good point. Thanks, Jan. Well, good luck with harvest, everyone. Good luck. And yeah, keep checking those bunches. <laughs> Thanks.